when I'm at work, this is why I actually wanted those protein bars. Because when I get focused on something, if I have a hearing coming up or if I have a work that I have to do, eating is the last thing that, that crosses my mind. I don't really leave my desk. So I wanted the protein bars because I find what happens is if I don't have something around noon, by three o'clock, I can put anything in there. Like totally. it's just, I'm shoveling it in. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Mother Project podcast. In just a moment, you're going to hear a powerful and inspiring conversation between myself and one of our Fit Mother program members, Lisa Hoffman. Lisa is 54 years young, and over the past few months, she's used our Fit Mother 30X program series to drop over 30 pounds, but far more importantly, she's created such a healthier relationship to good nutrition, to consistency, and she's really thrown off and gotten rid of this all-or-nothing mindset that trapped her for years. And I don't know if you've ever felt like this, where you feel like you want to be perfect on your health routine. And if things aren't going perfect because you had a busy day, you ate something that you maybe shouldn't have, that you say, screw it, I'm off the plan, I'll just start next week, or the day is blown. Well, Lisa was trapped in this for years because she's a very productive person, very type A, and has an extreme kind of personality. And that actually kept her stuck in bad health for many years because she would have this all or nothing mindset. And the great news is she used our Fit Mother program to totally bust through that and see the reality of the situation. And a couple of truths that were very relevant to her that you're going to hear in this episode is that nutrition drives 80% of the results. So just focusing on that is key. And then understanding that it's not about perfection. It's about progress and making good choices in the right direction every single day. And one other thing about this conversation I think is very useful and powerful is Lisa has been a vegetarian vegan for many, many, many years. And she talks about how she actually adapts the Fit Mother plan to work perfectly for those who are plant-based. So if you're someone who's plant-based or you've been looking and finding ways to incorporate more plant-based meals into your routine, then I think you're going to find this really great because Lisa has done this with such elegance, grace, and ease. And she loves how this meal plan fits into her life, fits into her goals, her food preferences, and enables her to be consistent without falling into the all-or-nothing mindset. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Fit Mother, Lisa Hoffman. All right, Lisa, welcome officially to the Fit Mother Project podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm really happy to be here. (laughs) This is a fun experience for sure. And I am grateful that you're here and you're going to get to share your story with everyone about what you've overcome and the results you've experienced with this program. And to kick things off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to all the ladies and some of the guys who are also listening, your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about your work and family. Okay. I am 54 years old. My name is Lisa Hoffman. I live in Western Canada in Harrison Hot Springs, BC. I'm married. I have three children, um, ages 31, 29, and 20. My girls are the oldest. Um, We have five grandchildren between them. And my son, who's only 20, um, has joined the armed forces. So he'll be home soon and we're looking forward to uh, Christmas and getting ready for the holidays and having all the family together. We're all about family and the dogs. For sure. <laughs> and you're, you're like in this, I, I'm just, from what you've shared so far, this really interesting period of life that might feel a little transitional for you with like older kids. Now you're, you know, grandma, which I know you've been for some time now, and you're also looking at investing in your health. So I want to ask you what, what got you prompted to start to take your fitness more seriously or even find the Fit Mother Project? 
Okay, well, it's a bit of a long story to it, but I never had any issues when I was younger with weight. I was just one of those people that could eat and work out. I used to work out a lot. I used to work out day in, actually day out. Um, unhealthily, I know now know reflecting back, that was kind of my escape from my past life. I'm on a, literally on a new chapter in my life. Anyway, and so I, anyway, I started to gain weight about 10 years ago. And I started doing these quick, you know, yo-yo dieting. And one day, my girlfriend and I are about to do another one, which is a three-week program. And it does give you results for that much time. So if you're going on vacation, it, it was working. And her husband, Ben, who's a part of the Fit Father Project, that was talking to us. And he's like, Lisa, um, you know, I found this study. Uh, or I found this program. And he did all the studying from it. And he knows you can get me with research. Um, I like research. It's what I do in my world. And, you know, one of the questions he said to me was, you know, because I, I kept saying to him, yeah, I get it, Ben. I, I get it. But I want to do this right now. So but is it sustainable? No, it's not sustainable. I knew that. I knew that. Let me get through this and then I'll start that. And then he ended up gifting me the program. And that's how I got started. Nice. And I know because I have the benefit of knowing a little bit of your backstory that this wasn't like a smooth takeoff to the program for you. There was like multiple starts and stops. And along the way, you realized some things about how you were approaching it and mindset. And I, I'd like you to speak into that, what it's like starting this program and kind of how you approached it at first and what some of the hangups were and what you realized and empowered you to actually be successful with this. So I am such an all or nothing person. I'm competitive with myself, not necessarily with others, but with myself, very competitive. And so when I first started the program, got all the reading, got everything, read it all, thought I was actually really absorbing it all, but I wasn't. I wanted to get started. I wanted to get started. I wanted to get started. You know, tell me what to eat. Tell me how to exercise. Was not absorbing everything else that you had said. I thought I was, like I said, but I was just reading words on a page and almost skipping over those pages as well, like just kind of skimming through because I was too interested in getting to the end. So my biggest obstacles, I thought my biggest obstacles were, I'm a vegan and time. So I'm a vegan and your program does not outlay exactly what you eat as a vegan. So I was putting these barriers up for myself. I spoke with Ben. I spoke with Amy. I think I drove them crazy uh, with the questions that I had. But I was a yeah, but person very much. So yeah, this isn't working for me. Yes, but. And then exercise. I love exercising. I really do. But I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. I leave for work at six. I'm home hopefully by seven o'clock at night. So what was happening was I was too tired. I would either work out and not get a successful one in because I was just too tired or um, I wouldn't work out at all. And so I think, oh, didn't matter that I'd eaten 100% perfect that day. Well, I can't, I can't work out. So therefore, I might as well eat with cookies. I failed today. So wrong. So completely wrong with that attitude. So then what happened was I got ill. Um, I, have, I have lupus. And I had a really bad flare up. And so then I was bedridden. And while I was in bed, um, can't do anything but think. I was thinking about the program and listening to the podcast. That's when I found the podcast. Wow, they're brilliant. But um, listening to the podcast, I made some realizations there. First of all, it was you have a nutrition plan and you have, a, you have an exercise plan. Do they work well together? Absolutely. Are they designed to work together? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, 
I'd say nutrition, I guess, is 80% and yeah. the working out is 20%. Mm-hmm. But if I eat 100% correctly, I've, I've accomplished that today. I, I've done it right. It didn't matter. But I had to go further than that. I had to realize that you eat your program day in, day out. You, you, this program works. You can, and if you don't do any exercise, you're going to lose weight. You can't not lose weight. So then I had to think to myself, well, what is the exercise for? Well, me um, and vanity. Okay, well, I want those sexy arms. So I'm not going to get that from eating right. I have to do the exercise. Once I made that connection, which was my third, third or fourth time around doing this, um, I realized that, oh, this is what it means. Oh, that's what he meant. And then I thought, okay, I need to go back and reread absolutely everything from day one. I don't like reading. I do. I do. I love reading, but I read arbitrations for a living. I, I read. So when I come home, the last thing I want to do is read. So I thought, okay, how do I overcome this? Because I, there's always a way to overcome everything, right? So what I did was I just copied and pasted everything and stuck it in a Word document and had it read it to me all day long. That's how I fixed that issue. That's smart. Yeah. So then, then the piece of that, that's when I realized what I wasn't listening to. I was, I was reading what you were saying. I was watching all the podcasts, but I wasn't listening to you until um, I did that. And then I, then I found that easier. And then everything kind of fell into place for me. It was separating it and my eating being a vegan. Uh, I'm, I've been a vegan since 1995. I know how to eat as a vegan. I know what's in it. I know what's not in it. So I just applied it to what you've, the rules that you have laid out, the um, the way you're supposed to, and it worked. And I stopped overthinking and creating those barriers. It was me. I didn't realize it was me creating those barriers. It's resistance to change. Yeah. I mean, and also I think what you just shared, I really want to make sure people internalize this. A shift of one or two perspectives can be everything. Like the idea that you compartmentalize these things and you no longer felt like they both had to work, which was tying in the busyness of your schedule, which tied in the other thing. Like this house of cards kind of started to topple when you realize, one, I know how to eat. I've been doing this for 30 years. Two, like, let me just apply this here into this framework. And then you start to get some forward traction. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And and it really is um, what works for me, getting that perspective. And stop blaming others. I didn't realize I was doing that. I was blaming your program for my, me not being successful. Well, that didn't even make any sense. It didn't make any sense because I can only be as successful as I try to be. Mm-hmm. I love your willingness to just like plow through obstacles too. You obviously have a very big and demanding career that requires you do a lot of technical stuff. So even just that subtle thing of just like dictation and having it read that to you, was brilliant. I mean, your willingness to continue to show up because you felt like there was something good here is the reason why you're here now being successful. So first and foremost, I want to just acknowledge you for that fire in your spirit to continue pursuing this path and to be creative about how to get through solutions. It's brilliant. Thank you. And that's how I kind of, that was the other thing as well. So when I did my mission statements the first few times, I ended up throwing them out. I went looking for them today for this podcast so I could read it because all they were were excuses. Or no, reasons why I didn't want to be fat. That does So that didn't actually fit who I am. I don't, I look for solutions. I don't dwell on what's happening. So then I ended up, I actually, at the end of my email signature, I actually have on there, you know, um, celebrate your accomplishments that you do every day. So I just changed it. Now that's my mission statement. 
And then that fits who I am. And that I found really worked as well. So it was the same thing as coming home. Oh, I cannot, I just can't work out today. Okay, but I ate 100%. There we go. There's my accomplishment. It's better than not. It's better than eating those Oreos. For sure. And that perspective is so powerful because one is coming from that, what we can call a positive place, like searching for wins, building you up. The other one's always looking for a deficit. And it's not motivating if you feel like you're playing a game and you're constantly losing, right? But if you feel like a game, you're playing a game and you're constantly winning, and it's a hard game because this is the game of your life, but you can start to stack and see some momentum, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I hope someone takes something from that, from the perspective shifts. Did you specifically like write things down, journal, or were you just kind of like very conscious about it at the end of the day, like what went well? What was your process for really training your mind to look for the wins? Well, while I was um, laying in bed when I couldn't get out, so it was all mental then, right? Um, But then I'm a whiteboard lover. I have whiteboards everywhere. And to that point, like... um, I have ADHD as well. So I have to be careful when I write things down. So for example, on my whiteboard during the day, it would say clean the house. Well, I can't do that because if then, you know, if I haven't painted the walls and washed all the walls and everything else, then it's not accomplished, right? So on my whiteboard, I literally have to write, you know, dust, vacuum. I have to cross it off as I go. Um, I did the same thing um, with a fit mother. Um, Prep your meals. And that's it for Monday. Um, you know, um, workout and then say what workout it would be. And then, so then I would write it all out. But what I would do is exactly the same as what I do with my housework, for example, is I would come along and I would cross it off. Well, if I got to got through everything, but didn't work out. So if I've got 10 things on my list, I didn't work out. Well, I did 90% today. So I just didn't move that workout. It just then got transferred to the next day. Beautiful. So that's how I did it. Well, I want to plus on that. Like that's so smart. And what we're doing, like, there's it's there's a bias of the mind, ADD mind or not, to like not want to tackle a huge task that can't be broken up. So I love that you broke it down into like the micro steps, like cleaning the house or just like meal prep, shop for this food, buy these ingredients, like whatever it is on the nutrition front, and that you focus on the highest leverage things. There's so much comfort in knowing that eating is 80% of it, right? Once you really internalize that, it's comfort because you feel like you can win and you can. I mean, you lost over 30 pounds primarily relying on nutrition, but also when you got the exercise, I'm sure because you have a history of loving exercise, you got them in and I'm sure you got a great workout in. So I'd love you to speak a little about exercise. And then I want to get deep into how you've made this work on a vegan diet. Cause I think that's going to be a really cool conversation for people. So let's talk about exercise. What was it like for you, you know, on this pursuit? Now, once you get your mindset right and you start to exercise and you know, part of it's like exercises for body shaping and you're getting in doing these a couple of times a week, what was the workouts like for you and how has it progressed over time? So every month or when you make your changes, I don't like it when I first start it. And then I find I rely on it. So I also work out of town a lot. So I'll give you an example. So the Apex 10, I just thought it was the worst thing on earth. It it was so hard. And, you know, and I could not look at that is one area that I do struggle with. I can't, if I don't complete it, I can't look at it as a success. And doesn't matter how, I I mean, I've tried the, well, at least you tried, you got your runners on, but no, that doesn't work for me. I I need to complete it. So now, but what I'm finding is right now, I hate Mrs. Beast, but that will change. <laughs> but um, what I'm finding is, so when I go away at the hotels, I always go back to the Apex 10. It's just in my head. It, it's what I know how to do. So at least I'm doing something. Easy tool. Yeah, yeah. I like pyramids because 
they're they constantly move right and you know so that's that's what I do when I go to the hotels I hike a lot I walk my dogs a lot I the progression you do it very well with the progression because I mean before the way I was thinking was I'll just fly into Mrs. Beast for example and you know then didn't understand why I couldn't walk for three days um so I like actually the progression that you've done with the exercise um it, it works very, very well for me. And because they are, like I said, with the Apex 10, it's simple. And the Belladonna. I do that as well. Um, when I'm out of town, those things that I don't have to think about. I always have my video up. Oh, I figured out how to put you on my TV. Nice. With my, so I can do the program that way. All these things that I do to make it easier. But the exercise, my goal is to have Madonna arms. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I'm constantly working it requires the weights. Madonna lifts a lot of weights, that's for sure. Exactly. And I prefer weights over the cardio personally. But I also prefer, I like the pyramids because they naturally go from one mm-hmm. to, you know what I mean? That The flow is nice of those. Yeah, as opposed to stopping and starting, but I, I don't like Mrs. Beast right now. Well, well tell, tell people from perspective, how many times in the course of losing 30 plus pounds, how many times a week were you actually working out? Like, and I want to know how much walking would you do? Like, what's an average, like, weekly exercise schedule? One workout a week, two workouts a week, three, how many walks? What, what kind of fit your busy schedule? Because I think you're as busy as people come on the show. I mean, 4 a.m. to 7 p.m., that's a long day. Right? It is. So, so, like, speak into what actually was what you found as requirements minimum. So again, I set myself goals on my breakdown. So also on my list is always minimum of 10,000 steps a day. That doesn't necessarily mean walking because you get steps other than walking. It could be doing the dishes. It could be. So that that's where my guide is. So um, every single day I have to do that. I normally average between um, 15 and 20,000, um, even when I'm in the office, because by thinking I'm a walker. Anyway, so in order to concentrate and to think, um, I do that or I'll do stairs or, or whatever. So while well, right now I'm turning around because I don't know if you can see it. There's my, my monthly. So I've got this. I had to first rewrite the schedule because on Fridays is my first day. So then I've got Shredder, HIT, um, Mrs. B's Cardio. I just went away for the weekend. So this is going to be starting soon. But I do it that way. So you think about the workout starting on Friday because... Monday through Friday is busy on work. So you, the weekends, you start to plan your workouts. I have to adjust. That's right. Smart. That's a cool tip. On Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm crazy busy. So I have to, they're just walking the dog days, no matter what. Um, but I don't cross it out if I haven't done it. So sometimes my workout will get bumped down a day. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see, how often do I work out? Walk every day. Well, I think that's a big insight. And I, I definitely try to preach that in the program that daily activity is more important than formal workouts. But the fact that you're walking and eating right is massive. I mean, that's the majority of it, right? Yes. Yes. And that was for phase one, my re-re-re-do over it. That's how I lost it. That is the reality of it. That it was the walking and, and the eating right. Um, moving now, um, well, then phase two, I, I became more structured. Whether it was, oh, I, we started working from home, right? Because of COVID. And then my company uh, changed the rules. Unfortunately, I can work. Um, this is another attitude change I had. I can now work from home two days a week. Well, that's four days a week I'm at home. So there's my four days of exercise. 
Perfect. So I did it that way. Yes. That's how I, that's how I did it. What I'm hearing is like, it's so important if you're a busy professional and a mom to like sync things up to your work schedule, to like have the written plan so you have something to aim at and to be flexible enough that as long as you hit the main things and you get some check marks that the workout can be bumped down, but you're still generally getting a good amount of exercise. I mean, four exercise, four fit mother workout type X sessions a week is no joke. I mean, that's plenty to progress your body shape in a pretty substantial way. Yeah, that, that's what I'm at now. I wasn't at that a few weeks ago. I was more like two or three. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah. Or, or, or yeah, exactly. Or like I went away for the weekend. That's when my attitude kind of changed. I went away for the weekend for my girls' weekend. We always go. We went to the states um, for our Black Friday. We go Thursday to Sunday and or Monday, right? That's where I got my no cow. Finally, I was down there because you've been talking about them. So that was okay. I knew, I mean, one day we got 20,000 steps because we were walking around the mall. So that made it okay. That, ma- that made it okay that we didn't. Eating not so great, but not horrible. But you know how to get back on track now because you, like, you go back to the nutrition. And I think this is the ideal segue because I really do want to pick your brain and just talk about what it's like following an actual, your actual follow is a strict vegan. We're talking no dairy, not vegetarian. So vegan. Okay. So I, I don't know if the time we've added since a lot of plant-based recipes and vegan recipes, but I don't know if you had those in the beginning, but I also certainly know that you know what to do on this front. So what works for you on a day of nutrition? Let's say like a busy Monday or a busy Wednesday for you. What does it look like from get up at 4 a.m., whatever, through the water, through the nutrition? What are your go-to meals? How do you make this work completely plant-based? Okay. Well, always have a shake. Always, I look forward to it. Uh, when I don't, when I'm away, like when I was away, um, I miss it when it's not, uh, when it's not there. So that is a plant-based uh, protein. I've actually, um, obviously my spinach because you have to, I've also purchased now um, beet powder. Yeah. Good. Um, so I add that to it. Um, I've also got the, the powdered that you guys get it in the States, the powdered um, peanut butter. Yep, the PB2 stuff, yeah. And the cocoa yep. powder. So that that's basically what I have every day. Are there hemp seeds or chia seeds in there? Do you throw anything hemp in there? Hemp seeds, chia seeds, flax okay. seeds. And I grind them up. I got to say, like, it, pretty much if you eat plant-based, in my experience too, is like that shake is critical and you want to get a lot of good nutrients early. Hemp seeds, chia seeds, some greens, beet powder, even better, high-quality plant-based protein powder, almond milk or coconut milk, and then that keeps you probably pretty full and you know that you got a lot of protein in because that's like a nice way to get, yeah, it's at least 40, 30, 40 grams of, pro, 40 grams of protein in that thing. That's really good. Exactly. And I also, um, I make it in the more after you drink all that water. Oh, that was the other thing too, is I could not get the water in. It's not that I didn't want to, I just don't like it. So I flipped to hot water. So now I drink hot water in the morning until I'm done that. And then that's when I have my shake. I take a lot of medication in the morning, so I have to. I I, I have to be on that. Um, otherwise, I yeah, it, it's just part. It's nothing I could do about that. Well, a note on that: it's winter time now in the northern hemisphere, and you live in BC, so you guys get some weather up there, some beautiful weather. But it's good sometimes to drink more warm water when it's colder outside. It just feels nicer than drinking a lot of cold water in the morning. So I've found that myself personally. I live in sunny Arizona in the desert, and I still am drinking warm water in the morning. So, okay, so you got your water and your shake. When does your shake come in? At what time? And when's your next meal? It, okay, so if I'm on a working day where I'm leaving at four, I actually just. Uh, oh, sorry, where I'm up at four. I make it at six. I leave around six o'clock in the morning. And then it takes me, I drink it on my two hour drive to work. That's what I'm drinking. 
um, as opposed to stopping at, you know, our Tim Hortons and grabbing coffee. And so um, that's where I drink that. And then when I'm at work, this is why I actually wanted those protein bars. Because when I get focused on something, if I have a hearing coming up or if I have uh, work that I have to do, I don't think eating is the last thing that, that crosses my mind. I don't really leave my desk. So I wanted the protein bars because I find what happens is if I don't have something around noon, by three o'clock, I can put anything in there. Like totally. it's just, I'm shoveling it in. So I was struggling with that. And then by the time I got home, because there aren't a lot of options when you go to fast food or when you go to a restaurant. So that's actually a bonus. It's actually a positive for me because there's not a lot of places I can go that way. On your commute, right? There's not a lot of anything that's even worth you stopping Exactly. For. Yeah, Good cool. or bad. Yeah. The chances are they're not um, plant-based. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have that option. And I can say that I'll pack up everything and be ready. I just don't. I mean, I get on these little um, benders where, you know, I will take my lunch to work with me, but then I don't need it because I'm too focused on what I'm doing. Right. So so those protein bars really help. Um, and then when I come home, I have a very large nutritional meal. Like, yeah. you know, your half a plate, which actually when you first read it, I thought, oh, that was the easiest part for me because... I actually had to reduce my vegetables to put some protein and simple carbs in there because my whole, for me, I, I like to have black rice or forbidden rice. Do you cook that in a rice cooker? How do you make that? I actually bought myself a container that you throw, throw in the microwave. It okay. is a steamer, but oh no, sorry, that, that's my vegetables. My black rice, I have Instapot. Yeah, I, nice. I don't know what I'd do without it. That's, yeah. that's, and I make that every week. That's always in my fridge. And then I'll have vegetables, like piling amount of vegetables with yep. it. So you'll steam broccolis, carrots, like like I'm and edamame, yeah, um, you know, anything, anything, any vegetable I happen to have handy, I I throw that on top of it, and then I'll either make um, if it's in the fridge normally, I'll either make like a a tahini um, sauce that I put protein powder into, oh, so cool. I can pour it over top of, um, like I have. Um, unflavored protein powder and then of That's course it's got idea. the tahini and that yeah in there so i'll do that or i'll buy or i'll use um a meat substitute um whether it's you know the um chicken balls or um chicken balls or um i don't really like to do that that often i'm not big on the processed food if i can avoid yeah. it um but sometimes i if i'm in a hurry i, I need it well, I think that's a really good point that you made specifically is you can make a perfect plate like as as designed in Fit Mother if you used tofu tempeh or some meat substitute with some veggies with some rice cool. But then again there's this whole world of just like these blended meals that you know are not technically the same as a perfect plate but you're doing things like the, the high protein tahini. Do you do any beans and stuff like this? Like do you do any like chilies and beans and stuff like yeah. this? 90% of it of mine are, are beans. 90% of my diet it, um, has beans. I always have something cooked. I mean, I got to tell you, from a plant-based perspective, if you want to get a high-protein, high-fiber diet, like beans are your friend. Beans and rice combination is very good. Instapot, do you make those Instapot or how do you like oh, to do your beans? I, I don't know what I would do without my Instapot. Last yeah. night, I, just, I thought, oh, I want to have um, a taco. I fancy tacos. Oh, let's make taco soup instead. And it's, all it was was um, you know the beans. I actually did buy some plant-based hamburger. Yeah. Um, and then I throw in peas and corn and um, fresh tomatoes and um, vegetable stock. And um, I think that's it. And taco seasoning. One with the, it doesn't have sugar in it. Taco seasoning. Yeah. So there, there's a lot you can eat. Like it's the whole diet. It, it's fitting in the protein. I don't actually like to say that because it's protein in anything that's alive. 
if it was once living, it has protein in it, right? So amino acids. But um, yeah, it, it was just for me, it was more the the timing and not limiting what I eat. Because one thing that's wonderful about a vegan diet is everything goes together. You don't have the meat, potatoes, and veg. Yeah, everything just goes together. So um, just taking advantage of those and eating more vegetables first, as opposed to having that eaten that last. Because if you, when you eat them first, you fill. Yeah. And I want to invite everyone listening to this who's, who maybe can draw some inspiration from you, even if they're not following a vegan diet right now, that you can make some of these powerful power plates or bowls, like these vegetable rice tahini bowls or you know these other plates that you've mentioned that are plant-based. I think it's just brilliant. And yeah, so it sounds like you have, I'd say three, four so go-to kind of things that you kind of rotate in and use the Instapot quite a bit. And you've been doing this for a long time. Now you just have this slotted into a structure that's a exactly. little more sustainable. Exactly. I am more of the 1030, um, 1030, 1230, one, six, seven in, in there. That is more me. It's a great time frame. Yeah. Yeah. And and also you've got your protein bars. You have those like whether or not you eat them, they're there. So you don't have this big gap and void where you just go ahead and eat potato chips, which are vegan but not great, right? You know, we all know. I this. know. Yeah. Exactly. And I love potatoes. I love potatoes. Potatoes don't love me, but I love potatoes. <laughs> do you do sweet potatoes, purple potatoes? Do you do I'm sure you play around with lots of different kinds? I do. I my my pantry's always full of um potatoes and onions and cauliflower and I like you oh cabbage. I ask, I cabbage almost everything as well because nice. I love it. Nice. I'm so. a big a kraut kimchi. I like kraut kimchi on cabbage. We've been doing a lot more like squash. And I think those are like underrated, like so good. You can make like, well, you use a spaghetti squash. You can make like a pasta out of it if you wanted to. Nutritional yeast, bread sauce, like really great. Or like a butternut squash. Oh, so delicious. Drizzle a little olive oil salt. Oh, I just started having those. Yeah, it's the season, right? So I think more people, like the benefit of your diet is you get such a wide variety of different kind of plants and variety of foods that many people don't. So maybe they can take some inspiration from this. And and sometimes, you know, the biggest hang up when people say, oh, well, what do you eat? And I think to myself, well, probably a lot more variety than you do. Or, you know, um, people will say, well, you know, uh, we're, we're going to a restaurant. It's other people have problems with it, not me. Like, you know, I can go to a restaurant. I can find anything to eat. It's It's not hard. Yeah. And there's something powerful about choosing your nutrition plan like you have. Like this is yours and you deeply care about it, which means you're a lot more adherent. Do you use nuts and seeds as snacks or anything like yep. this? Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. But for me, nuts and seeds are more of a passing by and storing it in my mouth as opposed to having it consciously. It's just, oh, I need a snack. Um, I like uh, pumpkin seeds. I like, of course, sunflower seeds. I like anything that's kind of easy that way. And you mentioned like nutritional yeast, that's almost in absolutely everything as well. That's how I get yeah. my creamy flavor, right? Yeah. So nice. And spices, herbs. I use onion powder, garlic powder, um, paprika. Um, yeah, I, I use a lot. It, cooking vegan is very, very, very easy. If you take away the, um, you know, the overthinking it. Yeah. Right. It's very, very easy. Insofar as you change your mindset about your relationship with things. Yeah. Okay, I want to ask you about mindset now. How how is your mindset like today with the perspectives, things you overcome and and net what things you've learned from this program and how would you contrast that to what it was like before? Like where are you at now? What was the mindset and some of the internal shifts this program has given you? Um that if you do, I think you say this in one of your videos and it's very very true for me. 1% better today than I was yesterday. Um, not coming down so hard on myself when I don't do something because I'm the only one responsible for me. 
Um, so if I'm happy about it, it doesn't matter if everybody else is. Um, I, I'm happier now. I, I, I am. I'm happier now um, in the way that I'm, I understand. Um, I understand that the program um, is as good as you make it. Um, you've given us all the tools. You, you've given us absolutely everything that we need. You just need to learn to implement it into your world. So for me, my mind shift was at first I was negative, negative, negative. I wasn't accomplished. But that's not who I am as a person. So by flipping it around and just um, looking at what I did accomplish and didn't accomplish um, and how it worked for me, uh, it just, it just, cha- I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. It just changed everything. It, um, whereas in the beginning, I was just overwhelmed by everything because I was too busy trying to get to the end. I was too busy trying to get to day one of working out. I didn't want to read all this before I started working out. Um, I was still stuck in that old attitude, you know, go to the gym and work out 80 hours a day doing, I don't know, step class and eat whatever you want. No, it, it doesn't really work that way. So um, my mindset, I'd say with nowadays, I just, it's a part of my, I don't look at this as a diet. Actually, while we're away for the weekend, a friend of mine said, well, what are you eating? What are you doing? And I said to her, I don't really want to explain it like that because this is the way I'm choosing to live my life. It's no different than being a vegan. I don't defend being a vegan. It's not a diet. It's how I eat. That's how um, the attitude has changed. Um, with this as well. It's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. A lot of people don't understand that because they automatically assume you're restricting. So therefore it's a diet. Well, I'm not restricting. If I want to eat that, I'll eat that. If I want to work out, I'll work out. So that part has really changed. And also actually being fit mother of the week. And then with this podcast, let me tell you, that keeps you on track. I cannot be that person (laughs) that, oh, it didn't work for you. It'll look bad on you. It'll look bad on me. (laughs) <laughs> that really helped keep you on track. That's good. But yeah, it's just looking for the positive things that you have in this program. Well, they're all positive if you choose to implement. Yeah, so well said. Beautifully said. Now, I want to ask you, are there any, any, any shout outs to anyone on our team, anyone in the Fit Mother community that you'd like to just say, hey, thank you or any cool stuff as we wrap this up? Yep, Amy, of course. Amy, oh, poor Amy. The thing she, uh, she has listened to me whine about. <laughs> um, but, but, but Ben... Um, for, for him going, I, I'm surprised he didn't say, I don't know, Lisa, I, I do what you want. <laughs> like, I'm really surprised. Then we've got, um, then all the people on the fit, like the, um, Facebook page, that's, uh, how do you do it without them? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you do it without them. Um, I want to, I can't remember absolutely everybody's name that I was in the group with originally. So I'm not mentioning them all, but you all know who you are and I love you. That group is everything. I think that actually kind of makes it because you can go on there and you can hear other people's cries and you and you can go, oh, that's why it's not working. It won't work for them. And yeah, I just want to shout out to all the women on that on that nice. group. And of course, Ben Diaz, thank you for giving me the program. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so good. And I it like it puts a big smile on my face when like people doing good by their own selves and their own lives like ends up creating more of that good. It's like this rippling effect. And it's amazing that you're here because you took the call because Ben gifted you the program because you're working this and you stayed persistent. And now you're here and someone's listening to this now drawing inspiration from you. And that's going to help some woman succeed. And then she's going to inspire someone else. Like that's like the cool generative stuff of like human goodness together. And I'm so proud of you, Lisa. And I want to ask you in closing, what does it mean to you now to be a fit mother? Oh, 
That's a big question. Mm-hmm. What does it mean now for me to be a fit mother? I'm a part of a group that will help me through it. I can put like my little sticker that I got sent that, uh, on my kayak. So I'm not just kayaking. I'm a part of a program. <laughs> um, I'm working it. Um, it's just, it's a lifestyle that I've got guidance with, with a group of fabulous women and yourself and your team that's making me who I am, but holding me accountable for it. So I guess that, I guess that's all I could really say. I'm grateful that we can be that structure for you and to shine your brilliance and your fire and your desire to be better and Madonna arms, all of it. Like it's, it's so cool. Like you're super inspirational. I love that you're in this new chapter of life. You look fantastic. And I just want to say congratulations again for everything you've accomplished, everything in store. You are amazing. Thank you. Much appreciated. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast.